This portion of the show is brought to you by ZeroResOfNorthernArizona.com. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. All right, welcome to everyone. Jeff Horvitz here. Happy to be here with you today. Thanks for watching and listening. Angela joins me for this hour. A busy week coming, a busy show. I want, I want to hit, of course, on what's going on in Israel, uh, what's going on in Ukraine, and some comments from Putin this weekend. And then also, this is a busy week when it comes to Congress and choosing a new or the same old Speaker of the House. I'll get to those details. And then we've got some top news picks as well, including the continued fiasco of former Governor Ducey's shipping containers, the thing that just won't go away. I've got new information on that. Apparently, Arizona is now in the shipping container sale. Not even sale, but... We're in business. We're in, we're in business. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. No, but it was unbelievable watching this weekend and when I got up um, Saturday morning seeing the horrific attacks on Israel, uh, unprecedented, and it was surprising, and mm-hmm. it is, I was kind of shocked that it reminded me a lot of 9-11 as far as um, the intensity of it, but also kind of the intelligence failure if you mm-hmm. if you look at it that way, you know how shocked we were at nine eleven, and there was all these indications that this may happen, and that people were training and et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And it looks like in you know what I'm reading, and who knows nowadays, right? But there was no indication. Obviously, total surprise. And you've got to wonder. I mean, right. these 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 actors, Hamas, and and we're looking at possibly Iran, most likely Iran, funding this and helping out with this. And this was planned for a long time. Yeah, the intensity like was, of this I thing. I mean, really well organized. Um, organized, yeah. yeah. And it was it was not just they didn't you just did, spring it. Just and didn't wake up yeah. one morning and say, yeah. "Let's lob thousands of missiles yeah, over like to Israel." Really thought out. And yeah, meticulous. And I think so. It, it it shocks me as I think it shocks the world that this got by. Considering how much money and power these intelligence agencies have, whether it be in Israel, whether it be any country, our country, Israel, and even our country is looking at this stuff as well constantly, right. uh, that it slipped by, um, but and it the did. security everywhere and, and all yeah, the stuff the that you think that like they're paying attention to yeah. unusual shipments you, of this or that yeah. going somewhere. And supposedly yeah. keeping you safe. Um, Mark Howitt will be on the program tomorrow, and he has lived over in Israel. He goes there often. Um, he's he was planning to go there. Planning to go year. there, coming up here yeah, next year, and we were actually talking about it as well. Uh, but he'll come on tomorrow because he's in communication with uh, friends of his over in Israel, mm-hmm. so I want to get the details. But, uh, I mean, you, you've heard a lot of it, so I'm not going to rehash everything, but, I mean, the death toll was, last I checked, over 900, thousands and thousands uh, injured, mm-hmm. uh, casualties. Uh, the what kind of barbaric animals go in and kidnap women and children? You know, just that—that that was their goal to go yeah, in yeah. there, kidnap women and children, and do God knows what with them. And now we have a huge hostage situation: people being beheaded out there, people being killed. Um, it's it's just it's a mass insanity. And, you know, you've got at least nine Americans uh, were killed over there. Last mm-hmm. I checked, I think 10 British as well. Um, you know, total, were those tourists or, or people that live I, there? I, I don't know the details on that. Yeah. I mean, it could be. It could, it Not could that be it matters. Both. I'm yeah. just curious. Um, you know. 
you know, now the uh, Israel defense minister is ordering a complete siege uh, of, of the Gaza Strip. They want to cut off the food, or they already have cut off food, fuel, electricity, and water supplies. Uh, that's from the BBC. Uh, and that's where Mark will come in handy tomorrow to try to explain because I think we as Americans have a hard time understanding other countries. We really do. We're, we're really isolated. I don't even get it. The whole yeah, West the, Bank thing yeah. and the Gaza Strip. And it's like, I don't know how it all works and how they have it divided and their agreements. And I don't know. And how people come and go and how yeah. um, how that area is really supplied. Because what do they produce? What mm-hmm. do they, I'm talking about the, you know, the Gaza Strip in there. So I'll really lean on him tomorrow. Um, but, but this is insanity. And I, I have to think... And I hate to play armchair quarterback here, but the weakness that we're seeing with the United States of America, the weakness we're seeing in our leadership, uh, all the strife we have at home because we argue about, quite frankly, stupid stuff. I mean, stuff that we shouldn't even be arguing. We're arguing first world problems, yeah. you know, very rich nation problems. This is what people have well, been consumed we're, we're by. Well, trying to still decide and figure out what a woman what, is. Well, yeah, and that's where I was going with that. Yeah. I mean, that's just one of many things. You know, we argue about stupid things like that and which bathroom to use and what's your pronoun. And meanwhile, around the world, people are getting missiles launched at them and there's wars going on Mm -hmm. Uh, it does remind me as you know i study history a lot and i particularly world war ii i look at that a lot and you you look at the period where you know it all led up to that and it was kind of like okay 1937 oh no big deal that's there 1938 Mm -hmm. 1939 oh they're at war yeah it's a slow creep and you have to wonder and i know many people have mentioned this had trump been in office and Biden didn't get in there. Would this have happened? Would any of this happen? Yeah, the Ukraine thing too. The Ukraine thing, yeah. Would Putin have brazenly invaded Ukraine and now is just waiting it out because he knows Biden is uh, has questionable mental faculties and Biden is just, you know, this administration is is totally lost, totally clueless, quite frankly. So they're so weak and people know, especially strong people that have been in power a long time, right. like yeah. Putin. Think what you want of him. He's and been in Netanyahu. power. Yeah, these are strong yeah. people. Uh, people on the other side there in Hamas who have been sitting here doing this for decades. Well, you know, Biden's just all he's worried about is power and, you know, just staying in that office. We we have just absolute weak leadership. And that has to change quick. I, I don't know. I hope we make it for another um, year plus. I mean, we've got another year and a half, not not quite that far, a year and three months mm-hmm. before hopefully a new president takes office or Biden again. I mean, that's insane to think yeah, of what I else know. could happen because we can only handle so much as a nation. You know, we can only do so much mm-hmm. and cover mm-hmm. so much of the world. And then you've got these. Well, and everyone knows it. I mean, everybody we know knows it, that. but the rest of the world knows it too, that everyone's got, or every country is going to have a limit and a max that they can do or mm-hmm. before there's, you know, problems we'll in our home. Way beyond our max. I mean, we've got the Ukraine thing that's been going on for a long time, um, uh, over a year now. Almost we, two. Almost, I is mean, it that? Yeah, it's getting we're, close to two. Yeah, we're, we're, this continues on. There's no let up. And quite frankly, someone like Putin is just going to say, I just got to wait this thing out. I know where this is going. Mm-hmm. I just need to wait this out. And now you've got what's happening in Israel that could spread to other countries in the Middle East. Who knows what's going to happen with Iran? 
and tensions yeah, there right. and other Middle East countries. So people like that are just sitting back. President uh, Xi of China is like, and he's got it. So, so let's look at the world right now. The U.S. is arguing about stupid stuff, and we're divided like never before. Uh, you've got the Middle East now in flames. You've got China that's actually, in the, and nobody talks about this, in the middle of an economic crisis like you couldn't even imagine. Just mm-hmm. things falling apart over there. Uh, exports down, housing market crashes, all of that. She uh, c- cracking down, you know, totalitarianism and, and all that stuff. So you've got all these things happening all at once. It just, it really does remind me of of the 1930s. Yeah. Or, right. or maybe even before World War One. It's a scary thought. It is when a scary you, thought. You kind of lay it all out like that. Yeah, it, it's just... And we, again, we can only do so much. So we need to get strong here. We need to kick out these idiot leaders. They just, they need to go and they need to go quick. And I don't know how we facilitate that because we keep trying to elect the quote unquote right people. And we just keep getting the same old thing thing over over and and over over again. And we need to be strong at home. Uh, Look at, look at some of the things we're dealing with um, financially. You know, we've got a government that's spending $2 trillion more every year than they're taking in. So we're not strong financially. We've sent a bunch of our material to Ukraine in that endless pit there. I don't know how many uh, how many bullets we got left. Yeah, what happens if we need stuff? Yeah, what happens if we... We keep sending we guns keep sending over, over there, guns, bullets, bullets, camo apparently, yeah, all of tanks, that stuff. whatever. Yeah, the camo thing's real. T- I don't know if it's because we sent it over there or what, I don't what know. the deal all is. All I know is we don't have enough. We Yeah, the, uh, it was the Marines that couldn't get the right yeah. camo, So I what believe. happens if we We can't need even provide clothing at this point. Uh, and, and then how and, many, and didn't we learn our lesson with COVID about running out of Tylenol, running out of yeah, no, antibiotics apparently, apparently and not. stuff because we didn't make it in our own country and we didn't have any stockpiled or be prepared for it. And so, now we're shipping off guns and, we're and shipping stuff. all that stuff over there. And the big fight in, in Congress this week, as you know, I, I believe they were meeting today. The members of the house were talking, uh, and they're meeting tomorrow and are doing like candidate forums and stuff like that to decide a new speaker of the house. Of course, there's people out there saying that the Freedom Caucus has caused so many problems because now we can't react to what's happening in Israel. And I mean, come on, Congress. The, the, I don't think that Congress has any bearing on this right now. Yeah, right. Um, so there's you're going to see a big um, a big fight over. The right now you can vacate the seat, which has always been the case until Pelosi changed the rule. One mm-hmm. person can um, make a motion to vacate that seat of Speaker of the House. And um, that's one of the battles right now that a couple of these uh, Congress members, these House members are ready to die on the sword for is that we've got to change that rule. And I've heard some of them comment on, OK, the two the two names that are coming up just to switch here to dysfunction in Washington, D.C., is Scalise, who is the who is the majority leader, I believe, and then Jim Jordan, who's one of the Freedom Caucus members. However, McCarthy, who was just ousted last week, right? I mean, mm-hmm. wasn't a week ago, right? right. And now we're yeah. already on to another war that we're seeing in the world mm-hmm. and craziness. Um, he was saying that he's out. There was even questions of whether or not he'd even run again for like for for, for office, right? Uh-huh. And now he's now he's talking like, well, he wouldn't he wouldn't turn down the, the nominee. For, for, speaker for speaker again, <laughs> because who would nominate be, be, him? Well, I mean, well, I well guess somebody will would, because he's like, well, I got ninety something percent of the ninety six percent of the 
Republican vote. So, you know, maybe for him, they just voted to get him out. Why would they vote to put him back in? So how do we function as a society when we've got such self-centered, dumb politicians like McCarthy was just ousted, who should have the betterment of the country first in mind and say, okay, this didn't work. It wasn't right. Let's get behind somebody. I don't know who that is, but it ain't me because look what just happened. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's just, it's, we've got these self-centered uh, egotistical politicians that just think that the world won't function without without them. I don't them. see how he would ever get voted back in. Yeah, I, I don't know. Why would he I accept the nomination? Just move on already. Let's yeah. get someone else and try them out. And if they're not working out, well, then they can get voted out just like McCarthy until we get the right person. I, exactly. So um, I hope that's not the case. We'll find out. I think the vote's supposed to happen Wednesday. The world will survive without these guys for even a couple more weeks. We'll be just fine. Um, there is a Democrat senator, Michael Bennett of, of Colorado. Uh, he's indicated, you know, we've got the clock ticking on the uh, discretionary funding bill, mm-hmm. the end of the year and getting everything done yeah. right before Thanksgiving. That's what this whole getting rid of Speaker, former Speaker McCarthy was about, uh, was that all the deals he made and that no spending was curtailed at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big part of this has been aid to Ukraine. And this senator uh, out of Colorado, must be a Democrat because, yeah, I said Democrat, um, he's willing to force a government shutdown in a bid to secure more Ukraine aid. He, he said that referring to a prospect of a government shutdown uh, over Ukraine aid. Bennett declared that if that's what's required, we'll have to do what's required. So how much aid? That's what yeah, they, well, they yeah, that's the say. thing. They well, Biden wants twenty six, twenty six billion more. Biden wants twenty six billion more. To so Ukraine. this guy is like on for twenty six. I, I don't know what the amount okay. is, but it's some amount. And the fact that he's willing, because you have these politicians and, and the media saying that the. Uh, Freedom Caucus fo- folks are, you know, a- akin to terrorists because they're willing to shut the government down over mm-hmm. over the monumental spending and the $33 trillion national debt and all that. That's just weakening our country. And then you have this senator who's saying, who, who didn't step up for any of that, right? Right. Who didn't say, oh, yeah, we yeah. should shut down the government because of uh, all the excess spending and all the craziness going on here, right? But the thing that triggers him that baffles me is that, but I will shut it down if we don't get funding to Ukraine. What is that? I mean, is that America last? I mean, that, that's the politicians we have in office right now is, is everything for everybody else, but to hell with the American people. Yeah, right. 26 billion. This is going to, this, this is souring the good news here uh, on this Ukraine stuff. This is souring really fast. And I think when you have a decision to make about, uh, helping out Ukraine or helping out Israel, I think you're going to see it quickly shift to, well, we got to make decisions now. We can't help both countries. Yeah. And you're going to see it quickly shift uh, probably to, to, to Israel all of a sudden. And well, that'll play into, of course, that'll play into Putin's hands because he's just been waiting yeah, Putin's for this wa- to happen. Putin wants that, of course. And then people get focused on Israel and forget about him for a few minutes, yeah. you know. Yeah. But um. I hope it's not the Republicans that have been not so keen on on Ukraine funding that don't turn around and say, "Oh, well we need to give these, you know, hundreds of millions or whatever to Israel." Now we got to get the, yeah. You yeah. know, cuz it's just hypocritical to do. I know that we're on different terms with Israel than than with Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah. Um but still it just seems so like off for them to be against helping Ukraine but for helping Israel. Well, and I'd like people thought on that is the shift going to be here pretty quick to you know defunding ukraine 
and now yeah. uh, funding Israel. Should it be? I'd like your thoughts on that. Uh, but also, how far can we go as a country? You know, to keep funding these things, and what yeah, what, what is the next the end? what is the next shoe yeah. to drop? What's the end um, goal, though? When we're already in, in a very weakened state, your thoughts. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Go ahead and get those in. It's times like this that I'm glad that I have a little bit of physical gold and silver securely stored, and I always rely on my friend uh, Justin at Desert Gold Exchange, an Arizona-based company. Um, to supply that. Uh, they deal exclusively in physical gold and silver delivered right to you. You usually get this in about 48 hours. We've had it delivered. Yeah, I think we uh, need to call them up and get yeah, some more. Yeah, I, I, I really <laughs> do. And Because um, I don't know where all this is heading. Of course, I don't tell you how to invest, but I just tell you this is what I've been doing. This is what Angela and I have been doing for many, many years. Call Desert Gold Exchange. Mention the Jeff Orvich Show. He's going to treat you really good. They keep the overhead low. They pass the savings on to you challenge them. I think they have some of the lowest prices out there on physical gold and silver. Call Desert Gold Exchange right now. Uh, mention the show. You get a free investor's kit as well. 888-852-4343. That's Desert Gold Exchange at Kim Dawson, NMLS 697411, Nova Home Loans, NMLS 3087, BK number 090242, Equal Housing Opportunity, subject to credit approval, terms and conditions may apply. If you're buying or refinancing to consolidate high-rate credit cards, don't be misled by teaser interest rates online. Hey, this is Jeff Orvitz encouraging you to call Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans to save time and money. As Arizona's largest privately owned mortgage lender, Nova Home Loans makes local decisions like a bank. And because they're also a broker, Kim Dawson has access to all the best programs. Move your offer to the front of the line with Kim Dawson's pre-approval letter. It's the next best thing to have in cash in hand. For purchase or refinance, call Kim Dawson at 928-310-6458. Oh, and by the way, for a limited time, Get a $250 gift certificate. Save $250 off your lender fees on any loan in the next year. But you got to call 928-310-6458. That's Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans at with Jeff at iCloud.com. Get your comments in. I was, um, I almost thought I was watching one of those AI generated videos. I don't know if I showed you the video of the no. ultralights. I showed Owen. No. Yeah. So Hamas quickly put out the video of the invasion of Israel uh, from the Gaza Strip. And one of the methods they use, and I watched this and I was like, this can't be real. They quickly put this video out. It was, it was heavily edited you know, but it was like, this is like, this is AI stuff. They're flying in. It's an ultralight type of 
plane. Um, we've flown in one in Mexico. You didn't do Not it because you, you don't like the motion and all that. But it basically has the big, um, you know, the prop on the on the behind back it, right. behind it. And I don't know if this one was a one or two seater. We flew in a two seater, and then it has like a um, like a par- not a parachute, but like one of those paraglider things that puff up, like a canopy type canopy. Thing. Yeah. yeah, not even really a fixed wing or anything. It's just the air pressure, mm-hmm. uh, the the uplift pushes us up, and it's it's a, about as rudimentary as you get. I mean, we're talking essentially uh, for technological kind of comparisons, like Wright Brothers stuff. Mm-hmm. So they were able to fly over on that thing with guns blazing while they're landing this thing and then go in and, and they were attacking bases, attacking communities. Um, and, and it goes to show you, and we learned this in 9-11, how you can be the world's biggest superpower. Israel's is a highly technical, highly advanced society. Uh, you know, military has been mm-hmm. a, a huge thing for them as far as being trained and, and, and all that and the latest in technology. I mean, we dealt with this with 9-11, how... People can get together and they can use the most basic of things, which is box cutters on 9-11 and hijack a plane and cram, ram it into, into buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, and these people, against a very technical society, can once again, no matter Went what you do, go in on an, on an ultralight and take bulldozers and crash through borders and stuff like that. So I don't want any of that to, to come to our shores, of course. Um, and I hate to see it over there as well. But I, I look at our country and I look at, you know, how secure we've been relatively. I mean, we had 9-11, we had Pearl Harbor, things like that. Um, going back to the War of 1812, okay, the British came in, but we're still in infancy, upstart country, right? I mean, we're pretty isolated, pretty protected here. And, you know, it's been said for a long time, the only way to take down this country is internally, mm-hmm. you know, domestically. Right. It's, nobody's going to, yeah. the Japanese knew that during World War II that they weren't going to come over here. You know, and and invade and get very far yeah, because we all have right. shotguns and rifles and, you know, going to be popping people off. Um, but then I see what's going on down at the border and the craziness down there and how we're letting so many people. And you see, I don't know if you've seen the videos of the New York demonstrations and other universities, these, I think it was Harvard people and stuff like that, coming out and basically cheering. And, you know, Hamas is the, the good side here. You see the protests around the world. Well, yeah. the, these are the good, you know, this is the good side. And But we've ha- we've got that internally now because we don't even know who's coming through our borders mm-hmm. at this point. Right, They're yeah. wide open. Yeah. They're wide open. Um, and now Biden all of a sudden is talking about, you know, shoring up the border. I think he's just full of it because he's getting so much pressure. Yeah, right. Um, there's, it's just it's just absolutely wide open. But it is a scary thought because, I mean, who's coming into our country? Who knows? Who kn- we That's don't the know. There's no thing. way we could keep track and of this. And if these people are evil, like the people in Israel and Hamas people... Yeah, um, all it, you know what are you going to do to stop it? What do you? Yeah, I mean, do you do you, do you create a security state everywhere and everybody's under well, suspicion? No one wants to live. Yeah, like we that. tried that after nine eleven. Yeah, and you know, with the Patriot Act and all that, I don't want to live like that. But we let people in, and who the heck knows what could happen? Have we not learned our lesson? You know, yeah, but if do, they want to, how many soft targets do we have in this country? They're everywhere. Yeah, I just think if they. If they want to do something evil, they'll find a way oh, to they, do it. They will. They'll get they, around our barriers so, and around uh, our system. Again, back to we got to get our act together. We've got to we got to fix our finances. We got to fix you know stop with the woke crap in the military. Well, stop secure, sending all of our stuff to, to other, other countries. countries. Yeah. I'm sorry. Stop but, with the woke you know, stuff in sorry. the military. The woke stuff in our schools. Yeah. You know, secure the borders and and get our act together here. I, I, sadly, I don't see it happening. And I yet, and I hope it doesn't take another tragedy like nine eleven or like we're seeing in Israel. Because remember, after nine eleven, we all came together. Mm-hmm. Of course, Bush and the gang and the people that followed him destroyed that. 
you know, and, 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 you know, what started off as, as a certain path turned into 20 years in Afghanistan right. and, then, and, yeah. then, and then Biden leaving that in an absolute utter mess. But anyway, Putin, one more thing, Putin in his remarks, um, at an annual meeting, um, he was, it's like this Kremlin friendly club. This is from, um, uh, I believe it's daily wire. He was basically saying that, um, Ukraine would collapse if the West turns off the taps of military aid and economic assistance. Quote, by and large, the Ukrainian economy cannot exist without external support. Once you stop this, everything will be over in a week. Finished. The, the same applies to the defense system. Imagine that supplies will stop tomorrow. You will only have a week to live uh, when the ammunition runs out. So he knows. He knows the game. He knows what's going on there. And I think we've, we've lost all ability to negotiate now. We've right. lost all ability well, and there, to, to like actually. Like I was saying before, there is no end goal. No, that, there isn't. Not one that I know of. I mean, I'm just sitting here. Well, yeah. What's a, what is our goal? You then? know, in the cheap seats here, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, we but, don't know nothing. I mean, is there a goal? Is there a what's the a objective line yeah. on this, or how? Like, we're willing to do this, and then that's it. Or if we're just going to keep giving to them yeah. forever, endlessly? What is the plan yeah. here? There isn't one. And now we've got multiple issues if going one, on. They don't tell any any yeah. of us. Yeah, I know. All right, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Some. Uh, got a couple of Arizona items coming up, a couple of other news picks as well, and uh, get to those here in just a second. All right, proper training when it comes to firearms is so important. That's why I go to my friends out at Timberline Firearms and Training, just five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall. Um, carry concealed. We were talking about that last night, actually. Carry concealed and how important that is in a lot of places, and maybe in our schools too. <laughs> to you know, private schools, you can do that. Check with your school. I'm not a I'm not <laughs> yeah. a lawyer here. Try that in the public schools, though. You know, oh no, you'll get arrested. <laughs> it'd be great to train people <laughs> who are out. proficient in firearms to protect uh, soft targets in this country. But carry concealed is a great thing, great course to take. Uh, Timberline has a bunch of different things, like first time, um, first first shots is called uh, introduction to handguns. Uh, they've even got uh, you know dark at night simulations, things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody's like, oh, I'm just going to pop out of bed and I'm going to become. Uh, you know, Rambo all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Good luck with that. So go to Timberline Firearms and Training. Take advantage of these great training courses. Uh, limited availability. So do it now. 928-526-7900. 928-526-7900. Take a quick drive five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall. Check out all their firearms, which I bought one last week. Uh, accessories. And, of course, their great indoor shooting range as well. Uh, let's see here. Also, uh, thank you to Diamond Auto Glass, uh, where we go to get our windshields fixed when we get a rock ship in there. And judging by how it's already raining, and last year I saw this start happening in December, and then it just continued to rain, and then it turned to snow, and then we had snowpocalypse, and then they had to dump like 4 million tons of cinders on the roads, and you yeah. get a rock ship in your windshield. Go to Diamond Auto Glass. They'll take care of you. They'll get that fixed. Or if you need a whole new windshield, they will do it correctly. Nowadays, you got cameras in these windshields. It's high-tech stuff. Uh, you need someone great like Stuart and his team at Diamond Auto Glass right there on 4th Street in Flagstaff. Give Diamond Auto Glass a call right now, 928-779-4140, 928-779-4140. Go to thedifferenceisclear.com. Some top news picks when we come back. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. 
You're listening to The Jeff Orovitz Show. This is The Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, some other news picks here. Uh, Angela's here with me. Olivia will be by next hour with some comments. And we've even got stupid news because I've got a lot of that, too. I like the headlines when you're just like, yeah. really? Yeah. Um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is now running. He's made the announcement as an independent for uh, president of the United States. Uh, he was running as a Democrat. He learned that that was going to get him nowhere, that yeah. Biden's a the guy. Democrats don't yeah. want him. Well, and the, the, the Democrats are very good about this is our person. We've yeah. talked about this a lot. This is the person who's going to be the nominee mm-hmm. despite the process. We don't care if there's... Five other good candidates, or probably bad candidates, but in their mind, maybe good candidates. Um, we know who the person, and that's that's Biden or whoever they have to pick because Biden is you yeah. know, mentally deficient yeah. at this point. Um, so Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is going to run as an independent. I, I don't know how this how this works out. I don't know if this who this helps. As you know, I'm an independent now. You're an independent, mm-hmm. and in Arizona, the number one. It's not party affiliation. Group of voters is independent. Party not the – who the heck knows if they're ultra – it might be that the Democrats were not liberal enough. Yeah. <laughs> or right. it might be that the cons- the Republicans, which was my case, the Republicans are no longer conservative enough. Yeah. At least on so paper. The independents um, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, it's reflect big. a large, a huge yes. difference yes. between one side and the other. Uh, there's a ton that I disagree with with Robert F. Kennedy Jr., mm-hmm. a lot of his stances. There are things that I absolutely agree with, especially during COVID, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's not going he, to get in there. I mean, I don't see that happening. But does he take 4 or 5%? Is there right, uh, yeah. so many frustrated people in this country that would say on that's both sides? Yeah, on both yeah. sides and in, in, in the middle, if, the, if that exists anywhere, they're like, I'm sick of these people. We got this and we got that and I'm just totally done. Um, does that equate to four or five percent of the votes? I, I, I don't know. And how who does that hurt? Who does Robert F. Kennedy hurt? Does he hurt the Democrats or does he hurt the uh, does yeah, he hurt Biden or does he hurt Trump? He or is, is the truly in the middle on. Uh, well, he'll be on one side for one issue like abortion, abortion you know yeah. he's very pro-choice mm-hmm. but then he'll be like you know against the covid craziness and the vaccine mandates and all that stuff that that typically pro-choice people are in were in favor of oh yeah they're all about choice unless it's you know being locked up right so you you put those two together and you're like well okay i mean he's he may be pro-choice in the case of abortion but then he was definitely pro-choice also on on the vaccine and yeah. and all that stuff too, as far as bodily autonomy mm-hmm. type of thing. So it's kind of weird because yeah, he can weird. really appeal to both sides um, or at least certain factions of each side, depending on the issue. Yeah. They should get the guy some secret service protection though. Biden administration clowns turn that down. Do we really need to see another Kennedy in this situation? You know, I know, so right? I mean, come on, even if he's polling at four or five percent, that's a lot of people supporting him, mm-hmm. which means a lot of people can be coming out against him. And I don't care where a candidate is on the issues. If they're in a certain position, they should be at least protected. Right. You know, yeah. and make sure that that happens. We'll see what happens on the uh, just a show note on the Senate side. Uh, I think we'll have Carrie Lake later this week, although it may even be next week. I'm not sure on the timing yet. We're working on the schedule. You know, she's filed paperwork. For the Arizona, for the U.S. Senate run here in Arizona against Cinema and Gallego, uh, the Democrat, the Independent, and then again, this is a kind of maybe this is a new trend in America. This is a three-way 
race in Arizona. I'm happy um, with any choice beyond the two. I mean, know. I just think having another choice in the matter isn't a bad thing all the time. Yeah, so the, in Arizona, I mean, this is going to be huge because let's see if an independent can openly get elected, and that would be Kirsten Cinema with independents now being the largest block in Arizona, like I said. But then you got Carrie Lake on the Republican side, Ruben Gago on the Democrat side. It's going to be quite... It's going to be quite a battle. Um, but anyway, so, she yeah. has her big launch. I believe it's tomorrow or Wednesday. And then we'll get her on the show and start having that conversation with her. And, you know, I've never had cinema on the show. She's been uh, in Senate now for, well, it's coming up was on. Was that two or four years ago? Yeah. Well, was that a partial term because of the, did we get over that whole thing? Because remember, McCain had kind of changed when he passed away. The yeah, whole but dynamic. McSally took his. McSally, and then, and then we. I, anyway, Cinema yeah. has not been on the program since she got elected yeah. to the to the U.S. Senate. Uh, neither has Mark Kelly. Um, uh, we've reached out over time, you know, and it's just they're mm-hmm. welcome to come on the show, but I'm not going to yeah. hold my breath too much. I here. wish they would. Uh, yeah, I don't I'd be get, really I don't interested it. to hear, especially Cinema, yeah. if she's running as yeah. an independent. It's like, come on, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, you're just trying to appeal to the uh, what's that uh, NPR crowd. Yeah, Man, that's not going to work. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with all that. Uh, this one is the one that just won't go away. And it has to do with the border. Um, you know that I've been a, I was a big critic of, of former Governor Ducey's shipping container fiasco, not because I didn't want him to plug up the border, especially in the Yuma sector, but because his plan was boneheaded and it, it, it was it was it was doomed for failure from the start. Yeah, it was a right. stunt that he did. And he spent $80 million putting those shipping containers and stacking them up on the border. It was a, an emergency order that went to some company that got the big deal with, you know, this is like no bid thing, emergency. Mm-hmm. Boom. $80 million bucks to buy, what was that, 3,000 shipping containers or whatever to fill a couple miles of the border. And I didn't uh, even think it was that much. I don't even know. Okay. They spent $80 million bucks, right? Yeah. And... Right away, the feds came in and said, you're doing this on our land. It's a no-go. Right before Ducey gets out of office, just to recap this one real quick, he he orders the sh- shipping containers taken down. He dismantled it when he should have let Hobbs do it. You know, that's just how weak he was there, yeah. especially at the end. And he he was such a great governor the first two years. Mm-hmm. He, he really was. I remember mm-hmm. when he sat me and Jerry Neighbors down and said, oh, all right, guys, we got it. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, and he was just like all, he was just totally different. And then he yeah. got into the system and it ground him to that's a, what happens with it a ground lot him to a pulp and he became a little yeah. weep, wink, weak, wimpy, wet noodle. Yeah. I said that three times, yeah. you know, and maybe he's listening like, from his. I'm wondering what the dynamics is for why that happens I don't to know. so many of them. I don't know. Is it the advisors or is it yeah, the, you know, I the think re-election? You, you know, you want to get on fancy boards when you're done, which is exactly what he did, you know? So, so it's, it's all thinking about the future I, and that's I guess, it? I, I don't know, but it happens to, to most of them. It's just the system grinds them up. Anyway, he takes it down, and what does it cost to take down $80 million in shipping containers? It costs $100 million, apparently. So now we're in this thing. Arizona taxpayers $180 million. Just to give you some context, the Arizona legislature allotted, because we've had such big budget surpluses for year after year, meaning they're collecting way too much from us. And they refuse to give it back. They refuse to give it back. So they said, okay, here's $200 million to secure secure the border. Strangely enough, nearly all of it just blown through Mm -hmm. with this boneheaded plan. Okay, so here's where we're at today. Now Arizona is going to start auctioning off the border wall shipping containers, you know, these 40-foot long, were they nine foot wide by 10 foot high, yeah, whatever. something like that. Something like that. You know, the big ones you see going by on the, you know, 100 trains that go through like Flagstaff every day, those yeah. shipping containers, 
um, are getting auctioned off. So you think they would, first of all, just sell them. Yeah, why don't they just, just have a Just firm get price? rid of them. But they have the state auction site, and I'll put the link uh, in the podcast. It's beginning, and the link will be begins October 16th. So if you really want to buy one of these shipping containers, you better move fast because they've got, um, let's see, let me get the number correct here. They've got about 2,000 of these shipping containers. And what do you do when you have 2,000 shipping containers, meaning the market is saturated here in, in Arizona? You auction off five. I was reading this and I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Here, I'm on the website, which is the um, Arizona Department of, of Administration. Public auction starting October 16th, available to individuals and businesses. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Auction will be open at 10 a.m. Uh, opening bid is $2,000. They are auctioning off a whopping five 40-foot shipping containers Available in the following groupings. One auction consisting of three containers. Two auctions consisting of one container. <laughs> That's how stupid so stupid is So in other words, three people. Three, I guess. Three sales. They, so you got to get three? There's three sales going on. Three auctions. This, this, is, this is monumentally stupid. And you're starting at $2,000. I have heard that these shipping containers are beat to hell because they were put up, constructed, bolted together, moved all, over. Moved all yeah. over the place. So, of course, I go and look and see what can I get a shipping container for. And, you know, it varies depending on, they say, market saturation. I'm on Western Container and Sales and Rentals. And a 40-foot shipping, shipping container starts as low as $1,750, but can cost as much as $3,500. So we're already above the low end for mm-hmm. probably crappy containers and trying to compete. Well, we overpaid for them in the I first know. place. So this we won't so even ridiculous. be recouping the money that we've spent to get them. So ridiculous. Not, not even including the money it, it costs to put them up and rent the porta potties and whatever overinflated prices we paid oh, these people was, to do it. It was like, yeah. But we're not even going to recoup the money that we paid for, for the, the container. physical containers. Yeah. Exactly. Look, Arizona and um, who's this Hobbs administration and, and all that, just get rid of the dang things. Just go find a wholesaler. There's tons of them out there and say how much you want to buy the whole lot for or, you know, chunk it up into five different big lots and and they're going to pick them up for 500 a piece. Get rid of the embarrassment already. Uh, Even if you sell them for $2,000 per per container, you're talking $4 million. We're going to recover $4 million out of $180 million that it costs for this whole fiasco. And it's probably going to cost the... What is this again? The Arizona Department of Administration five million to administer this the sale say, of the four yeah, million. We might recoup four million, but how much is it costing just, to just, pay people to administer? Just this? sell the things. Yeah. Get rid of them. Give me a break. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. All right, great time to head on up to Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Just uh, just north of downtown Flagstaff, right there in the Basha Shopping Center. Uh, they got the hot links today. Tomorrow, don't forget for lunch or dinner, but hey, we won't see you for lunch, so I won't talk to you until dinner time. Uh, you've got Taco Tuesday, great tacos, and then Wing Wednesday coming up real soon as well on Wednesday, ironically enough. It's yeah. crazy, huh? Yeah. Wing Wednesday is always on Wednesday. Anyway, <laughs> go to Sportsman's Bar and Grill, get some great food, great drink specials as well. Check it out. Stop on by and check out some of their great action for all the, the games that are going on. Stop on by Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Don't spend a fortune repairing your smartphone. Stop on by Just Wireless. 
right there on Milton Avenue as I-17 comes into Flagstaff right there by that Cold Stone Creamery. Uh, get a great new-to-you refurbished smartphone. Save a ton of money because I think, look how the country's going. You don't want to be spending you know, $2,000 on a brand-new smartphone. Or repair your existing smartphone. Take it on in there. They can fix cracked screens. Uh, batteries, that, that happens quicker and quicker now. You buy a new phone and the battery goes dead quicker than ever before. Charging ports, all that. Stop on by Just Wireless. They've got a great line of uh, all kinds of phones and accessories there. Uh, and check them out as well, JustWirelessAZ.com. That's JustWirelessAZ.com. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Horvitz Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. This is the Jeff Horvitz Show. Okay, I got to complain about this again. What is up with the weather app? Oh, yeah. On my phone. I know. It, it never shows rain, yet it it's never been shows raining rain. for three days. I mean, I just heard thunder out there. Yeah. And it was... It shows cloudy. No rain. It just well, it didn't even show that, so... I'm talking about the weather app on my iPhone. Maybe yours is different, but apparently we, we can't even predict the weather anymore. I don't know. Maybe it's just an Apple thing. But, so, Saturday, I, I, I saw some clouds. This was in Camp Verde, off on the horizon. I was like, that's kind of weird. You know, I didn't really see anything, and I thought I saw some lightning. Kind of ignored it. Clear out, right? I go to bed. I wake up at 11 p.m. to the rumbling sound. You were knocked out. I was like, how well, can you I not hear I have to that? wear earplugs, and you know why. <laughs> so then I don't hear stuff like that. Yeah, we're not even going to talk about that. Um, but anyway, I'm like, oh, man. I left, and I usually, you know, why did I leave the tool? I had my tool bag outside. It was like all of a sudden it started running through my head. Like all this stuff I left, I was in the middle of a project and it started getting late. And I was like, I just leave it. I just, you know, it's, it's this time of year where we're not getting any kind of weather or anything like that. So anyway, 11 PM, I'm out there like running around in my boxers, <laughs> putting away tools and it's raining I'm and, glad I slept and there's that. massive lightning all over the place. And I was like, how was there not even an indication? It wasn't even like it was going to rain. It wasn't even there was a cloud in the sky, according to the app. Yeah. You know, so know. now, for now on, I just got to assume it's there's a chance of rain. Okay, so earlier today, I looked day. at the weather app, and it just had clouds. I know. And it just said partly cloudy and whatever. Now it has rain. Yeah, no, it well, shows yeah, because it. Because it is raining It now. shows it like, after, like it's perfect. There's yeah. not a cloud in the sky, according to these weather apps anymore. And then all of a sudden... A surprise storm comes up, like we're living in the 17 or 1800s, right? Yeah. It's like, wow, how did this happen? And then the weather app quickly changes to like, oh, raining, yeah, 100%. I, I was it's like, oh, weird. we went from zero. So I don't know what the heck's going on there. Um, but, yeah, it was running around, you know, trying to trying to pick everything up. <laughs> Lesson learned, right? Don't leave your tools out. Isn't that yeah. something you learn, uh, you know, as a kid? All right, uh, coming up next hour, Olivia, with some comments. I uh, want to get into Hillary Clinton's re-education camps, a bunch of ridiculous headlines as well. Um, I've got some stuff on Newsom causing more havoc on the California economy, which we'd like to bring to the rest of the U.S., and a school investigating students who chose to use a private bathroom um, because they didn't want to share the bathroom, you know, with the whole transgender thing. Mm-hmm. And now they're the ones that are causing the problem. Of course it is. They're the ones with the problem. Of course. All right, stick around. More to come. Back in just a few.
This portion of the show is brought to you by NamarcosPizza.com. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, welcome back. Hour two of the show. Olivia joins me here. We'll get to some of your comments. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Um, I'm looking at the numbers here in, in Israel, and this is the U.S. sun and uh, over, because last hour I said 900 people have been killed in Israel after the just sickening ta- attacks by, by Hamas. Um, this is citing 1,100 deaths in Israel. Uh, 260 bodies alone were found. At, there, there was a music festival out somewhere in the desert, um, you know, some kind of rave music festival, whatever, and 260 people found there, a bunch of people missing. Uh, now, obviously, Israel is striking back and at war. And, you know, you got some people actually, it was Blinken, I think, just a little while ago. Where did that one go? Um, Anthony Blinken tweeted something about a ceasefire. I mean, and he quickly deleted that tweet because it's like, really a ceasefire after you have this kind of attack and this kind of insanity over there. Um, I'm looking at Fox News right now. Radical New York City protesters blame Israel for deadly Hamas terror. So the blame game goes on. Um, it's just it's just unbelievable. So we're going to keep an eye on this and keep keep watching and our thoughts and prayers out to the folks in Israel. Um, Tomorrow on the program, I do have Mark Howitt coming on, and Olivia, as you know, Mark's been to Israel many times. He li- I know. lived How over many? there. I know a lot, and he was planning another trip. Angela was talking about this last hour. He was planning another trip here next year. We were actually talking about going over there as well because we're going to um, we're going to be in Greece for some time in 2024, and um, we're like, well, you're kind of in that southern part, so we're like, we're looking at different countries in that in that region, and. Um, see what happens here it's crazy right now obviously so anyway my my yeah my prayers for everybody over there and we'll try to keep you up to date and try to get mark's talking to some friends that he's got over there the challenge a little bit is like the 10 hour time difference thing you know to get on the show yeah Yeah, it's that's it's really tough but he's definitely working hard on that so tomorrow we'll get you um get you caught up with everything going on i well i do want to get to some comments here talk with jeff at icloud.com i appreciate everyone who comments so we really try to get them on the program and sometimes we're neglectful is that a word neglectful of of those comments uh talk with jeff at icloud.com let's talk with jeff at icloud.com I have one. It's regarding the proper use of the half-staff flag. You were talking about this last week with Mark. Oh, this has been a big topic for Mark, you know, and he's Mm -hmm. very well-versed in the correct, um, not procedure, it's it's written down when you're supposed to do half-staff flag. You know, flags flags uh, lowered halfway. Oh, it's very specific. David, Obama okay, David. put the flags at half-staff when Whitney Houston passed away from a drug overdose and found, was found in tub. That is abuse of power and disrespectful of the American flag. Yeah. I, I, the thing that our, Mark and I talked about last week was we're watering down the use of the half-staff flag. Exactly, to, and to, its meaning. Yes, ex- exactly. And uh, you would have to listen back. I think he was on the show Friday. I think it was the first hour, and he went over the president that came up with the rules, the reg- regulations, we should call them, as to when you use the half-staff and how many days you get, what days, you know, this and that. Because this all came up because Senator Feinstein died 
when was that last week? That seems like a hundred years ago. Oh my gosh, it yeah, really does. That seems like a like, hundred years ago. Like, but that was last year, right? <laughs> was last um, last weekend. Last weekend she crazy. died. You know, this weekend another crazy <laughs> thing happens with what's going on in Israel. It's just like, and not not to compare the two in in, in any way, but I'm just saying every every day there's something else that comes up, and you're just like your head blows up, right? But anyway, okay, she passed away. She was. Or early nineties, I believe. Well, she she ninety ninety two, I think. I think she was the oldest member of of, um, of Congress. In, Although in the some of them are catching up. Yeah, some of them are catching up. So she, I think they're having a, a service for her this this weekend, and they already replaced her. The governor of the state gets to replace if this something like this happens. So Gavin Newsom in California already replaced her with some radical activist. Um, that from surprise, from that surprise. Emily's list, yeah, so a pro abortion group. She didn't even live in California. She lives in is Virginia or Maryland or whatever. You know, wherever you go to be a lobbyist. As long in as Congress. she gets the um, checks in each of the boxes of their agenda. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, you get the check, you get in there. Doesn't to hell with the people as far as having an actual representative. As far as that's in, yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as ha- having an actual representative who is amongst you, right? Mm-hmm. Like who actually knows your community and stuff? They don't even they don't even try to you hide think that that'd anymore. That would be the point of well, you yeah. know, the word representative. You would think like they know the community, you know, not okay, anymore. yeah, know the neighborhood kind of thing. Anyway, um, so this person was appointed, but yeah, she's so here. I'm at zerohedge dot com, and they listed out how old U.S. senators are. The breakdown. Uh, get this stat: sixty six percent of senators are over the age of sixty. Sixty-six percent, crazy. Uh, you got Chuck Grassley, Republican. He's ninety. You got Bernie Sanders. He's a young eighty-two. Mitch McConnell is eighty-one. Uh, James Rich eighty. You got another eighty, eighty-eight, seventy-nine. Whole bunch of folks. Then you get start getting into the mid seventies, right? And okay, I know plenty of people who are operating at their top game in their early to mid seventies. But here is it's when they won't give it up. It's when they won't give it up exactly. So when you're seventy, let's just pick one here. Um, Joe Manchin, I'm actually surprised he looks younger. He's actually 76 years old. He's up for re-election, I believe, in West Virginia, coming up here in 24. Uh, there was talks of him possibly, possibly running for president, but let's just assume he's going to rerun. Then he's out of all, you know, he's he's up for re-election again at 82, 83 years old. I think you start getting in your mid to late 70s. It's bye-bye time. It's time to... You know, think about pina coladas on the beach or something. Age limit time. Age limit time, yeah. Like, will you be 82 when you're in office at any time? If so. there's an age limit, then you can completely respectfully just be like, thank you so much, now leave before you make a fool of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Well, get this number. Get this. Uh, we got two members of the Senate that are in their 30s. Uh, John Ossoff and J.D. Vance, 36 and 39. And what, like three that are in their 40s or something? And then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That right? Yes, seven members in their forties, just seven. Wow, progress in their forties. Yeah, and then quite a few in their fifties. It looks like about twelve or fourteen, and then like I said, sixty-six percent are sixty years or older. Uh, how did I get on this topic? Because we were talking about the half staff. I mean, Whitney Houston. Yeah, and that was Dave who sent in that comment. Yeah, let's use it as is prescribed in the regulations, so that we're not watering this down and use it in the in the correct way. 
I, I agree with what Mark brought up uh, 100%. Love your thoughts. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Let's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Going through some of your comments. Uh, what do you got, Olivia? Uh, Kathy and Flagstaff says, when the hospital was first built, it was all hospital, the whole building. Then over time, the North Taft has been given over to various private individual establishments. It is not even part of the hospital now with its own parking lot, not the hospital lot. Okay. Yeah. And we've had both pro and against Prop 480. This is the proposed billion-dollar hospital in Flagstaff that they want to build in south of Flagstaff, right there by Fort Tuthill. And I had on, at first I had Steve Ice, who's with the Northern Arizona Healthcare. That interview is up at, I have it right on top. I have the, the yes on 480 and the no on 480 right on top at talkwithjeff.com. Uh, both video and audio, so you can watch or listen to your, whichever is your preference. And a lot of, a lot of people have viewed and, and listened to this, um, many, many hundreds at this point. So get it out there if you're, because the ballots come out in Flagstaff this week. Um, I, they're mailed out this week, so towards the end of the week, you're going to start getting the all mail in ballots. If you're in the city of Flagstaff and you register to vote, they're coming. They should be coming. If they don't, check with the, what is that, the recorder's office or whatever. Um, if you're outside of Flagstaff, you don't get the vote on it. That's because you don't live in the city. But this hospital affects the whole region, right? Oh yeah, and this is this is huge, and that's also the point of moving it too. Yeah, well, to be closer. They're saying it's going to be closer to um, you know the, the highway and this and that, but it's 160 mm-hmm. feet high. I was kind of shocked to learn that it's like 16 stories high. Um, just outside south of Flagstaff. Anyway, we go over all of this with the the pro and the no people. Again, talkwithjeff.com, talkwithjeff.com. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. The hospital's grown, and, yeah, it's changed. There's a lot of offices there, a lot of different, like, uh, medical practices now that have yeah. grown up around it. So I don't know if they move, how that impact. I would assume everybody who's over there is moving as well, right? I mean, they're, they all want to be by well, the hospital. Well, yeah, you would think. Yeah. So, all right. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, get those comments in. Always love hearing from you. Let's do, you, we got time for one more. Let's do one more. Yeah. Another Let's one, do one hospital. More. This is from oh, another one. Okay. Thanks for having both sides of Prop 480 represented and asking for clarification on key points. My husband goes for a yearly x-ray and sees one of the oncologists every December. He specifically told us last December of 2022 that the hospital at the time was operating at 10 million a month in the red. Mm. Found that eye-opening and concerning. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I didn't hear that when I um, talked to the guy from NAH. Um, maybe that is the case. That would be concerning. It's plausible. It's, yeah. What they did tell me though, kind of to counter that though, uh, the guy from the hospital said because I asked how are you paying for this thing, right? How are you paying to build this billion-dollar facility? Don't quote me on this. It's in the interview correctly um because you know it came from the, the horse's mouth mouth i guess we should say um not for me i think it was 400 million that they've squirreled away that they've saved up in in cash supposedly and then they were planning on financing the other 400 million so i don't know if they if they were operating in the in the red how were they able to save up 400 you know yeah, 400 million dollars why because they were saving yeah, well, yeah, okay, maybe i don't know uh, yeah i you know what i gotta tell you I have not decided on this hospital one yet. I'm actually going to, myself, I'm going to listen yeah, back. Yeah, there's good points. Yeah, there's, there's good points on both sides. 
Um, I always kind of feel like, hey, this is a property issue, and I usually don't get involved with these, so I'm going back and forth with that. But then as soon as they did the rezone, they opened themselves up to all these questions, the size of the thing, mm-hmm. you know, the, and then all of a sudden everybody's a financial expert, like everybody knows a business plan for a hospital, so I find that kind of interesting. So I'm trying to weigh that because I don't know nothing about a hospital. I don't, you know, if, if they got $800 million, billion dollars to spend, I, I don't know. Yeah, the size don't know of it what did the shock hospital's me. Though. Like I don't even know I the last no time I went there. Yeah, I remember the last time. I, mean, I remember the last time Owen went there with one of his many um, wounds. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? The lollipop in the lip the or the mouth, cheek? The like hole. He was and something. he got a hole in his face because he was. I don't know. He's done a lot of stupid things. Yeah, the door. Yeah, we we thought he uh, the bone was sticking out of his finger because wasn't that you that slammed the door on his or was that uh, Isabel? I don't think so. I, it was Isabel's door. I will say. No, but it was Not Olivia. Mine. Clearly, it was Olivia. You can tell it was the guilt here. Not, I don't even have any memory of that. If it was, yeah. then I was like three. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. We'll we'll see. We'll see about that. All right. Love your comments. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Let's come back and hit on some interesting headlines. Uh, talk a little bit more about and fill you in on what's going on in Congress with this whole speaker thing this week. And we'll keep an eye out for your comments as well. And don't forget, check out those videos uh, on the hospital at talkwithjeff.com. That's talkwithjeff.com. All right, if I was selling a home in the Flagstaff area right now, I would call Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group, brokered by eXp. Man, she's done such a great job for so many people, her and her team, getting top dollar for you know for people when they sell their homes. Like Marcus and Courtney, they called Kelly, um, needed to sell her home, sell their home in, in Doney Park. They were downsizing, wanted a more manageable property, which is kind of a, a, a big trend that's happening right now. And despite the shift in the market, they knew that Kelly had the experience and the resources to get them top dollar. And I can tell you, she's talked about this a lot. Um, many times she's been on the program, how she puts a lot back into these homes to you know, do the, the photos, do the advertising, do the aerial drones and all that. Kelly Broadus takes care of all that. She does an excellent job and uh, gives you a much better uh, potential for much higher I guess returns are much higher um, purchase price from somebody else, selling price for the for, for the client. Give her a call. Uh, she'll be able to help you out as well. 888-446-5602. That's 888-446-5602. Or go to northernarizonafinehomes.com. I said last hour, they're currently in, in the house. They're listening to people who want to run for speaker. And I think they're doing that tomorrow as well to choose a new speaker of the house. And then on Wednesday, they're supposed to vote on the speaker position. And the two names that are out there, Scalise and um, uh, Jim Jordan. They went blank there for a second. But the other name that's coming up is um, the guy they just kicked out, Kevin McCarthy. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, they're like, he's like, well, I did get 96% of the votes, you know, of the House, you know, of the, of the Republicans at least. So it's like, come on already. I just, just, just move on. So it'll it's be like interesting to see. don't expect for things to make logical sense anymore, no. but still sometimes it's like, what? What, <laughs> yeah, what happened? 
Uh, okay, let's talk about uh, good old California Governor Gavin Newsom. He is managing to make his state even less business friendly. Uh, had the signing of SB 261 this past weekend requiring companies that generate more than $500 million in an- annual revenue to publish climate-related financial risk reports biannually. <laughs> so how they're doing that. And then beginning in 2026, um, SB 20, I'm sorry, SB 253 will require all public and private firms that operate in California and whose annual revenues surpass $1 billion to disclose both direct and indirect greenhouse gas emissions. Wow. Can you imagine how hard that's going to be to even come up with some kind of phony number? Because that's all you're going to come up with. Oh, yeah. Some kind of crap. Yeah. Why would you be in California still? Beats Why me. would you run a business in California at this point? And you might think, oh, a billion dollars in annual revenue. Like, oh, that's so much. That's There's a lot of companies there. Yeah. A lot of companies. So, yeah, they're going to have to come up with and disclose um, greenhouse gas emissions going forward. So, like, How do you even do that? I don't know. I mean, they're going to make calculations like on... around measuring? Well, let's say you're making something. You're manufacturing a widget. They're going to have some specialist come in and say... Well, Olivia Company XYZ, you made this widget to sell online and, you know, it had plastic in it and a little bit of metal. They're going to have to calculate all the inputs and what, what, what carbon was output to make that product. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's like a monumental business of, of, of analysts coming in just guessing. And then it would no, be like, they're going to get nonsense. to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, but that plastic came from that factory, and so you have to count all of their <sighs> yeah, whatever. It's, it's and just, then all of those reports, all of the numbers they get, are just going to go into some like useless file cabinet somewhere yeah, yeah, anyways. They're going to have this whole warehouse. I wonder what the carbon emissions will be of the government that has to track all this stuff and file it away in the useless hall of filed things that our government is so great at. That's a good point. And also yeah. the um, little cubicle office building that they took to make up this whole Yeah, what, idea. what's the carbon emissions? What yeah. is the carbon emissions of Gavin Newsom opening his mouth and shooting out words? Probably bigger than all of the <laughs> other businesses in California <laughs> combined. Probably. Uh, it's okay because we're all heading to the re-education camps pretty soon. Hillary Clinton said that we all need to be, the Trump people need to be like deprogrammed. You know, she was the one that called this the deplorables and all that. So basically half the country, you know, it it looks like she made some comments this past weekend. Half the country needs to be reprogrammed and deprogrammed from, I guess, Trumpism and all that. Hey, I remember when Trump was in office and we didn't have countries invading countries and we didn't have. um, Remember, he moved the he moved the embassy in uh, in Israel. He did that. Moved it to, to Jerusalem. You know, remember those days? Actual progress. Yeah, remember those days when things weren't coming apart at the seams every single day? Um, I I don't know what Biden Biden doesn't even mention anymore. Bidenomics. They've they've disallowed him from mentioning that word because that was a word like two weeks ago of how great everything is uh, because of um, of Bidenomics. Yeah, who is being programmed now? Yeah. Okay. Before I I do have um, Rob Collins coming up next, Olivia. this, this is kind of an interesting one because he has he's the founder and CEO of, of COIN, spelled C-O-I-G-N, which kind of confused me at first. Yeah, I know. I didn't get COIN. It just took me a little while to wrap my brain The G is that. silent, apparently. COIN.com, C-O-I-G-N. Anyway, he's got a, he started a credit card company 
credit cards by conservatives for conservatives where they actually give a percentage and that they do a certain amount every quarter. They have the users, the credit card users actually vote to where they're going to donate the money. So, you know, you've heard of like American Express giving to this and that and the causes against our, you know, uh, what we believe in and this and that. Uh, he's actually started a credit card company to kind of create and foster the, the parallel economy. So I want to get to that. I do have the most ridiculous thing I read in the world here, though, before we get to that, Olivia. Um, went firewood cutting again this weekend because that's my parallel economy instead of giving it to uh, bad actors around the world that want to maybe ship us, um, I don't know, natural gas or something, although we get most of our natural gas here. I, I burn firewood, also known as biomass, right? So oh, we yeah. Go and collect yeah. That. You have to use the proper terms. I, yeah, I, I've been having, I bought a new small chainsaw a couple weeks ago. You all know about that. A steel chainsaw is like the smallest one they have just for like delimbing and small diameter stuff. And I've been having trouble starting it. It's just been, I'm like, what is the problem here? What am I? So I blamed it on the saw, of course, but then I decided to open up the manual and say, okay, what am Sometimes I doing wrong a here? Good idea. Yeah, yeah. So I actually followed the manual and it actually started up much quicker. So I can say I resolved that problem. But anyway, I was reading the manual. Just check this out. This machine is extremely simple and easy to start, even for children. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I want to tell you this manual has 90% of his warnings about exactly. basically uh, you're going to cut Death off your limb. occur if you do this and not in this. Yeah. Sometimes the little diagrams they draw, like the oh, stick yeah. figure like is the tractor. really funny. Remember the tractor? Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. I, I, I was like, like that's going to happen in what dimension? Yeah, well, no, I was a little scared of that tractor after I read that. But anyway, I'm looking at this manual and it says, um, like I said, extremely simple and easy to start, even for children. Then it goes on and says, to reduce the risk of serious or fatal injury, do not allow children or other unauthorized persons to attempt to start or it's otherwise like, use I the machine. And then it went on and said, never allow children or unauthorized persons access to the machine. Never leave the machine unattended while working or during work breaks. Um, after work, store in safe, secure location out of the reach of children and other unauthorized persons. So in one way, and maybe isn't still a German company? I think I have no maybe it's lost in translation. You know, somebody in <laughs> Germany actually wrote the thing. But I'm like, yeah, it's so extremely simple to use, uh, well, even for children. But don't let the children use no, it. No, <laughs> what the thing is, is they're just probably having to do as many regulations as we do, too, of like, oh, you have or to add this yeah. new thing, and disclaimers, oh, yeah. and this I, and I, that. Yeah. And it's like, so that was their real thought shining through, like, yeah, anybody no, could figure this out. No, I, I know that, but it's just, it's like, so it's just funny to see that though. Don't even provide like the manual so at, at this point. <laughs> All right. Send in a comment. Love to hear from talk with Jeff at iCloud.com and watch those videos and the um, podcasts of the pro and no hospital at talkwithjeff.com. Appreciate everyone who's doing that. All right. Don't replace your old roof before you talk to Dave at Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona. Now, you may be able to save up to 90% of the cost of a new asphalt shingle roof. Fresh roof of northern Arizona rejuvenates your roof with a revolutionary, all-natural, non-toxic, sustainable treatment that makes your old roof look like new. It's an exclusive treatment that restores and protects the shingles. Uh, Also adds uh, wind and hail protection, fire resistance, guaranteed uh, for at least six years, extending the life of your roof. Dave's an experienced home inspector, so give him a call for your free roof inspection at 928-301-9404. That's 928-301-9404. Don't replace, rejuvenate, and save up to 90%. Again, give him a call, 928-301-9404, or go to Fresh 
FreshRoofOfNAZ.com. That's FreshRoofOfNAZ.com. Hey, if you need to refinance your home right now, do what Angela and I did last year and call Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans. She's going to do a really good job for you. Uh, she knows, look, she lives in northern Arizona. She lives in the Flagstaff area. She knows this market. And here's the deal with Kim Dawson. Here's the deal, especially with Nova Home Loans. It's Arizona's largest privately owned mortgage lender. So they make decisions like a bank, and they can also make decisions like a broker. So that means they can find you the best program out there and get you access to you know the, the best program for your situation. And move your offer to the front of the line. When you call Kim Dawson, when you work with Kim Dawson, you get a, a pre-approval letter. That's like the next best thing to have in cash in hand. Uh, and mention the Jeff Orbit Show. $250 off the lender's fee when you get to that uh, final closing process. So don't forget to mention the show. 928-310-6458. 928-310-6458. Kim Dawson, NMLS 697411. Nova Home Loans, NMLS 3087BK number 090242. Equal housing opportunities subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Coming back with Rob Collins, coin.com. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orvich Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, welcome back. Uh, this is one that I've talked about quite a bit because a lot of you are like, "Hey, what do I do to get away from some of the, you know the corporate madness where they're given to causes that are contrary to your beliefs?" Uh, and there's so many companies out there. And how do we, this often comes up is parallel economies. It's also been called Patriot economy, I believe as well. Uh, but joining me, this may be a solution for you. Joining me is Rob Collins, who is the founder and CEO of coin, uh, spelled C O I G N. And I just went to their site coin.com. Uh, Rob, welcome to the program. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I really appreciate everything you do. Yeah. Yeah. So, your company is credit cards, a credit card by conservatives for conservatives. Um, why don't Why don't we start with that? Because what you're trying to really help and expand what's called the parallel economy. Maybe we should start with what is the parallel economy? I think most people know, but let's just rehash that real quick. Sure. So, a couple of years ago, uh, during the pandemic, I started to see corporate America basically lose its mind. The grown-ups ceded control of the company um, to a bunch of children who, you know, especially in a, after a weekend that has shown us how dangerous and serious the world is, yeah. um, had us focused on idiotic, childish things. And I said to myself, I've been working with conservatives my whole life. I know this is a terrible situation. Is there something that would allow them to have all the same great features they love about a product? but not contribute to the Clinton Foundation, to Acorn, to Planned Parenthood, La Raza, you name the group. And so I did a bunch of market research and I thought about it long, prayed about it, and kind of what came to the top of the surface was a credit card. 
And what I found was conservatives said, listen, I'll switch to a credit card as long as I have, you know, the same security, the same protections, and that it's authentically conservative. And so we started working on it. And making a, creating a credit card is really, really hard. Yeah. But I p- partnered with a couple of veterans from the credit card industry. And um, we just have been going at it for about two and a half years. We have customers now in every state, District of Columbia. Um, we're growing every day. Added um, about 35 customers yesterday, you know, even on the weekend, you know, where people are joining us. And for the, for the customer, it's a great deal. You get 1% cash back. Um, and um, every time you swipe at no cost to you, we contribute to conservative charities. Now, once a quarter, we, we screen four charities. Um, and we put these charities in front of our customers and they get to vote. So if a charity gets 40% of the vote, they get 40% of the charity bucket. Um, the first quarter we, uh, this year, we did it. We put $10,000 in the bucket. And uh, second quarter, we did, uh, $26,000. And just this last quarter, I'm pleased to say we're at $45,000. Oh, so we're, we're growing every day. And, and, and for, for folks who are saying, what is this Patriot parallel economy? What is this? It's just a series of efforts. I'm in the credit card space at Coin. Um, there are folks who are doing, you know, an, an, an Amazon Made in America uh, parallel economy play. Other folks are doing clothing and wine and hunting and fishing gear and all kinds of lifestyle, uh, everything you could imagine. And just saying, instead of, um, A, shipping jobs overseas, which is terrible, um, why not support folks here in America? But also, why don't we support companies that share value? I mean, how can you look at American Express that gives, you know, $50 million to Black Lives Matter and and uh, say that my money, my commerce is being used to push forward ideas that um, that, that align with my value? Yeah, yeah. And, and so Rob, that's, that's what we Rob I, I think it's, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's not impossible. I have shifted, and my listeners know and viewers know, you know, in the past couple of years, I've been like, how do I get out of this company? How do I not do business with this other company? And it's not, it's, it's, it's work to do to find alternatives. There are some things that get really hard uh, in your daily lives that there's not a lot of competition on, but it's definitely possible. And I, I say, Rob, every little bit you can do to divert some money to people who have causes and interests contrary to you know, your values is a step in the right direction. And that's what you're trying to create here. And I think more and more people are, are more attuned to that. Um, but it's still going to take a groundswell. We need a lot more people to get on board here because I think the only way you fix a lot of what's going wrong with our country, I mean, there's so much going wrong, uh, but it's, it's a lot of times the money side, the funding side, when eventually, I mean, look what happened with Bud Light. I don't know if they've woken up yet to their disaster, but uh, the, the old dollar eventually speaks. Exactly. And, and that's what coin is, which was, um, you know, sometimes you can't drive an extra two miles to the gas station that aligns with your value. So, uh, a credit card, you know, allows you to kind of fight back even when you have to, you know, the kids want to get ice cream and you're in front of a Ben and Jerry's. It's tough to say, <laughs> Oh no, let's, let's go three more blocks in the hot sun. But at least, you know, with a coin card, you're fighting back on that front. And then phase two of this is, you know, like I said, we have thousands of customers all across the country. But if we can get to a certain size, and, and that size isn't as far away as you think, you know, 100,000, 150,000 customers, we can call up folks like Disney and folks like Bud Light and say, you know, I know you're getting a few mean tweets by some lefties on Twitter, but um, yeah, we our customers put $30 million a month 
through your company or, or, you know, whatever the number is. Why don't you listen to the folks that actually make your stock price go up, that actually keep you in your job? Um, and we could, you know, for 50 years, the right has conceded boardrooms across America to the left. Okay. For good or for ill, you know, it's just the way it has been. We've been marched out. We've been excluded. And we're not going to get it back in one day. So no, I agree. we have to start organizing, and this is one way to do it. Yeah, and I, I think that's for a lot of us um, for decades, like you said, Rob, we've been like, oh, we think that the, the, the people have the best interests, and we want to think the best of everybody. So you kind of like, okay, it's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna still continue the service with company X, company Z, whatever it may be, uh, because there's probably good people in the background, and it's not as bad as we think. And then we learn it's as bad as we think. It's worse than we could have ever imagined. And I, I just it used to be that these boards were there and these companies existed in return. Uh, shareholder value. You know, you invest money and you hope they do the right things to, to return a good uh, profit on your investment, right? But now they're not even, some of them aren't even, they just don't even care. They're out with this social bent to bring their ideology to the masses, I guess. They could give a damn about some of these. And these are the scary companies about uh, about the bottom line. They just want to, they just want to force these changes on, on America and the world. Right. You know, I mean, you, I mean look at Bud Light. They're supposed yeah. to, you know, said what what everyone in corporate america has been trying to do she basically said you know we're trying to get these dumb old americans to be more cosmopolitan and more accepting and they don't know what's good for them so we're going to teach them Mm -hmm. and i'm you know i was so impressed by that and 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 the boycotts of target and other stuff that actually impacted the bottom line yeah now every day you say well they're going to wake up right they're going to just kind of either get out of politics or kind of move to the middle right (laughs) and every day you learn no they have no interest in doing that. There's no day that doesn't shock me anymore, Rob. I got to be honest. It's just like, I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me that that happened. Okay. So you're, again, we're talking with Rob Collins, who's founder and CEO of coin, uh, coin.com spelled C O I G N. I'll put it in the uh, podcast notes, conservative credit card company. Um, how do you, so you do the voting once a quarter where you, you, so it's not just you picking these charities. You actually go to your users, your clients, and say, hey, is it, it, do they just put forward the people? Do you have a list? May, do you have an example of maybe someone that they voted for recently? Sure. So this month, uh, one of our charities is Lighthouse. It's a tremendous charity that uses um, Judeo-Christian teachings and biblical teachings to help folks get out of prison, get off drugs. I know it's, you know, it's awful to hear that people exit prison addicted to drugs, but they do. Yeah. No very light life skills and work skills. And they train them. And if a person comes out of prison and enters this ministry, um, 80% of them go on to graduate and lead productive lives. And that was recommended to us by a, a professor at a Bible college who's a customer. And uh, we checked it out. And we really check it out for two things. One, are they solving America's solution? So mm-hmm. we always do domestic-only charities with conservative principles. And, you know, not every charity can say the word conservative because of IRS rules. But, are they, we, you know, we try to look at it and say, is this, is this doing great conservative work? But then also we really check them out to make sure the money's being put to good use, that it's, you know, uh, as, as clean run as, as, as possible. And it looks like it's, you know, really putting lead on the target. And um, so, you know, that's an example. Um, we, uh, we had uh, Fallen Patriots was another uh, person who reached out to us and said, hey, we're running this charity for, you know, if you are active duty and you, you, you die, yeah. um, your kids who are left behind 
have an opportunity to go to college. And they fund about $6,000 of a college education for thousands of kids across the country. And, um, so, and no government funding, no, I mean, they, they keep it completely separate and they just work with veterans groups to identify the kids. And, uh, you know, those are the kind of charities we like. And because it was September and it was back to school month, we did two charities that uh, focused on a teacher training. So how to kind of combat this woke, you know, CRT indoctrination brainwashing that they pressure the teachers to include in their curriculum. But then another group that's helping homeschoolers, um, uh, with curriculum development. So if you decide you want to pull your kids out, you have resources to, you know, have, uh, wh- what is a fourth grader supposed to be learning about and kind of developing conservative resources. So, um, you know, about 60% of our customers participate every time we put up a vote. Um, people get really into it. And then what happens is we get a whole bunch of new charities that we're going to investigate. So, you know, folks have a charity idea and they want to send it to um, help, H-E-L-P at coin, O-I-G-N dot com. That's our email. We have others, but that's just the easiest one for radio. Just help at coin.com. And, uh, yeah, we love to, you know, we, we're always looking for good charities. You know, yeah, the big no, ones, that's, that's good. they're, they're kind of wimpy. Yeah, the legacy credit card companies, the, 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 the really big ones, I mean, they ain't putting it the things you want and that you believe yeah. in. And I, I want to remind everyone it's coin, C-O-I-G-N, coin.com. Let me, let me ask you this question, Rob, the infrastructure, because a lot of times people get into certain things, telecommunications, et cetera, and there's a, the infrastructure that the bigs, let's call them, uh, they have and they have they run, so – how does your card work? I mean, aren't you still having to use the backs of that and the, you know, all of that infrastructure to run everything? We do. I mean, we're a Visa credit card, which should give our customers a great feeling that it's just like every other credit card they've had since they were 16 years old. But you're right. We, we do run on the rails of people who don't share our values. Um, But it gets back to my previous point, which is, you know, for 50 years, the left has been so aggressive in winning the cultural war and the corporate war. Um, and for right or for good or for ill, we've kind of ceded a lot of this control to them and we got to start someplace. And, yeah. you know, with me, I started with a credit card. If someone wants to make a visa competitor, um, that can penetrate and make sure our folks can shop where they need to shop, I would switch in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you just need a couple billion bucks. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, <someone's laughs> something. At least you're riding yeah. on the rails though. That's the, that's the big thing. Do you worry about, because you know, so many people have put a lot into, let's say the rails of um, big social media companies, for example, and, you know, in media and alternative, um, you know, non legacy dying media stuff, and they could pull the plug real quick. Do you worry that, Hey, you, you sign on to a cause that they're just like, Oh, we just don't like that. Uh, Rob, um, we don't want you to use our, our infrastructure anymore. You do worry about it. And, you know, we have visible and, um, but you know, our members understand this is a David and Goliath fight. Yeah. Our customers get it. And they know some, there's some charities I just can't do because we would get deplatformed. Uh, at least I can't do them right now. Let's just say, <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, um, our customers are amazing. I mean, we get calls. Can I come work with you? Can I, um, can I invest with you? Can I, I have friends. Can I, you have a flyer I could just print up and pass out of my next meeting. And, um, so we, you know, our customers know that, like I said, not every charity can get through because, uh, we do have a deplatforming threat, but, um, but also when we talk to our customers, they're not, uh, you know, you know, conservatives, they're not, they don't wake up and want to like own the left. They, yeah, we all enjoy a good laugh or when something funny happens, but <laughs> they really want to live their lives. 
they just don't want their money going to things that they don't believe in. And so as long as we can continue to, to find great, you know, conservative charities, um, I think they're, they're, they understand that, you know, there's certain limitations and where, you know, you know, you and, and the media have more freedom to be more critical and more, um, you know, uh, aggressive on say social issues or other issues. Um, our folks generally understand, you know, that we're, we're, we're the only thing out there right now that, that is trying to, um, change corporate America mm-hmm. at, at such a fundamental level. I mean, boycotts are great, but you know, with coin, you can make a difference because once we start, I mean, our customers spend about $1,700 a month through our credit card. And it doesn't sound like, it, I mean, it's a lot, but it doesn't sound like much to change America. But now start multiplying. That's every month, oh, yeah. tens yeah. of thousands of people. And all of a sudden, you know, these our conservative voice, which is kind of blended into, you know, 20 or 30 credit cards across the country. All of a sudden, we have one voice. And we have one ability to say, uh-uh, not on our way. Not going to happen, yeah. And you take that in, in parallel to other people joining the parallel economy, you know, in other industries and, you know, all across the board and eventually, and I think it already is having a huge impact. All right, Rob Collins, founder and CEO of Coin, C-O-I-G-N, Coin.com, Coin.com, a conservative credit card company out there. Hey, Rob, uh, best wishes to you and I appreciate you venturing into this and, um, and pushing that, you know, these alternatives for people so we don't have to give to causes against us. So appreciate it. Hey, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And uh, thanks for all that you do. All right. I'd love your comments. Send them in right now. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Let's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. All right. I uh, got a great special for you here from ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. Get your carpets cleaned tiles cleaned, fabrics on your couches, your RVs, things like that, your vehicles, plus house cleaning from ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. That's ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. And by the way, I had Kristen on the program talking about her three-generation small business. Uh, Check that out from Thursday's show, Thursday's podcast. But anyway, you want to save a little bit of money, got a little extra savings for you this month, $15 off of any service. Use promo code FALL15, all capital, FALL, the number 15. FALL15 when you go to ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. All right, last year, Angela and I got all the blinds replaced in our home in Flagstaff, and, of course, I went to my good friends at the Blind Brothers, theblindbrothers.com, another great Arizona company. And they laid out all of our options, not just the most expensive ones. They did the installation. Highly recommend you mention the Jeff Orvitz Show when you call or go to the website. Go to Blind Brothers, theblindbrothers.com and get up to half off of installation in addition to any other advertised specials. Do your neighbors a favor. Call the Blind Brothers right now, 928-634-2423. That's the Blind Brothers at 928-634-2423. Go to theblindbrothers.com. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Forward Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. All right, that's it for today. Olivia, tomorrow, uh, Mark Howard's going to join us. Talk about, uh, he's got some friends over in Israel, so we're going to pick his brain on that. Plus, he's been there a lot. Um, This week, I still have... um, Jenny Clark, who is going to talk about the ESA program. I think we're going to have Carrie Lake, who is announcing her Senate run. 
and much more. Busy week, as oh, usual. Oh, yeah, and send us in some comments so we can yeah. potentially read those if we yeah. remember. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Have a great night. See you tomorrow.